0: You can change people's lives by helping them to understand that all of their dreams are within their grasp if they can just harness their internal potential and be entrepreneurial.
1: Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. Welcome to the Inspiring Leaders Podcast. I'm Terry Lepofsky, and thank you for joining us today. On this episode, we're diving deep into the world of startups and entrepreneurs. But first, here's a few business facts for you. Out of all of the small businesses created every year, only about 35% of them survive after five years. 98% of businesses has fewer than 100 employees. 55% have fewer than four and 75% of businesses have fewer than 10. There are just under a million female entrepreneurs in Canada making up the largest share of self-employed in this country. If you're in the U.S., you can pretty much multiply that by 10, so about 9 million. Over 40% of people say that starting a company or being self-employed would be the most rewarding career path for them. Well, our guest today is well acquainted with facts like these. She just happens to be the CEO of Startup Canada, a grassroots network of entrepreneurs that are working together to advance entrepreneurial momentum and a culture of entrepreneurship. They've become the voice of Canadian entrepreneurs, and today we've got their fearless leader here to talk about this topic. Victoria Lennox, welcome to Inspiring Leaders.
0: Thanks for having me, Terry.
1: Well, the first thing I'm going to do, Victoria, is i got a question for you, if you're okay with that. What leader inspired you and why?
0: Oh my goodness, that's a great question. Actually, a very unexpected leader. When I was studying at the University of Oxford, I attended an event by Oxford Entrepreneurs. And there was this big Rasta man with big dreadlocks and a guitar that came to give us a keynote talk. He had just been a person on the Dragon's Den. He just pitched his event. And his name is Levi Roots. And so Levi is the founder of a cool company in the UK called Reggae Reggae Sauce. Like the sauce, uh, the salsa that you dip.
1: I've tasted it.
0: Really? Oh, it's yeah. delicious. Uh, it's Ever since I met him, I buy Reggae Reggae Sauce all the time. Um, so he basically inspired me by telling his story at this student event, telling the story about why he created his salsa company. And it was to re- help people to rediscover their roots through his grandmother's recipe. And I just thought that he was bringing to the world something so special about him and his heritage. He was able to transform lives and communities, create jobs, and make the economy stronger. And I just loved it. I fell in love with entrepreneurship ever since then. He probably doesn't realize how much he inspired the students that day, but certainly it has transformed lives as a result. So Levi Roots. Is the entrepreneurial leader that inspired me to get started.
1: Yeah, and I'm thinking about the ripple effect that you've had here in Canada, probably as a result of some of what you picked up from him.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it's incumbent upon all leaders to take the time to tell their stories, because you never know who you're going to inspire and how that will change the lives of others and the circumstances in which we live.
1: Now, I have to go through a little bit of your background here, because I'm really amazed by what it is that you've accomplished and what you're doing every day. You're the co-founder and CEO of Startup Canada, right? Yes. Now, I know that you've been recognized by the United Nations Development Program and the European Union as one of the foremost experts in entrepreneurship, education, ecosystem, and program architecture, as well as things like governance, development, implementation. You've established a pretty clear global leadership role when it comes to supporting startups and entrepreneurs. And in fact, through the startup generation and startup nations, you're supporting organizations in over 20 countries, and you've helped Canada become a role model for emulation in this space. Now, this kind of stuff doesn't happen overnight. How did you get here? How did you get going in all of this? And how has this vision of yours sort of taken root and grown? And how did you end up into this fantastic path of supporting new businesses?
0: interesting and thanks for the really generous uh, introduction. You know I was inspired by Levi Roots, but when I was young I volunteered for the Rotary Club. The Rotary Club of Canada is all about service before self. I always knew that I wanted to be of service and wanted to make a difference and as all of us do. So I was always looking for a vehicle for doing that. And during my university days, I worked in the private sector, nonprofit sector, tried many different things, worked uh, across the world. And it wasn't until I found this student club at Oxford that I really felt found my tribe. And then ever since then, I've never worked a day. I love serving entrepreneurs every day. And so that's definitely a vocation for me. It's a calling. I love it. Um, What excites me the most about it is that when you work with entrepreneurs and you foster entrepreneurship, you can change people's lives by helping them to understand that all of their dreams are within their grasp if they can just harness their internal potential and be entrepreneurial in every respect. Then that creates jobs and opportunities for others. And the macro impact of that can transform entire countries and can change humanity. And so that's what excites me the most is that individual impact and what that means on, an, on, a, on a greater scale for the world. So I started a nonprofit in the UK that became a charity that works with youth across the country with student clubs at colleges and universities. And now here at home in Canada, I work with entrepreneurs every day at Startup Canada.
1: And you seem to have a great passion for this. And it's something that you've really launched right from the ground up and built and created. I can just imagine that when somebody comes to you with an idea, somebody really wants to get something going, you see that spark in them, (laughs) you can relate to that. And it's almost like going through that whole process again for you, isn't it? Oh,
0: I get such a kick out of it. Yeah, I love being around new entrepreneurs. And new doesn't mean young. That just means someone who's really passionate who's starting up something that they've been wanting to for some time. So, yeah, I get a real kick out of it.
1: Now, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. What's the youngest entrepreneur that you've ever worked with through these organizations?
0: There's one entrepreneur. Her name's Frankie, and I think she was like 9 or 10 at the time. And so Frankie was uh, dabbling in entrepreneurship. So she was doing the selling cupcakes, the making bracelets with friends, and selling them at school and getting in trouble. (laughs) I just love that. And I love how the entrepreneurs I'm working with are instilling these cultural attributes in their children. It's it's really exciting. We have a Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award at Startup Canada. I'm always just blown away by what young entrepreneurs are working on. And I think, you know, it's that intergenerational connectivity that can help to harness the, the youth energy with some of the bigger challenges. And that really excites me.
1: Now, oh, here's my other question. What's the oldest entrepreneur that you can recall?
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> well, I don't know how old he is. Um, I work with a lot of uh, boomer entrepreneurs um, and senior entrepreneurs. We actually have a Senior Entrepreneur of the Year Award as well. Um, and that's probably the demographic that I'm most excited about because there's a whole cohort of Canadians retiring with immense networks and experience and just time and ability to work with the younger generation to build stronger businesses. One of the senior entrepreneur recipients from last year, his name is Eli Fafi. I don't know how old Eli is, but he's senior. Um, and he's uh, the founder right now of MindBridge AI. He's a CEO. and He's just doing great things for Canada in terms of augmented re- or artificial intelligence. Senior entrepreneurs and older entrepreneurs, are going to be vital resources as we continue to grow our economy.
1: You know, I met him myself. Oh, cool. And I've got to say he's absolutely brilliant and I'm cheering him on in a huge way. So <laughs> I didn't realize that your organization and you were kind of in behind him with a lot of uh more formal support. So bravo.
0: Oh, we're we're together. I think everything's together. I think when you're building ecosystems, especially something like Startup Canada, it's all about working together. Uh, Startup Canada is not responsible for the success of any entrepreneur. They're responsible for their own success. But it's really about kind of creating that supportive network that's right on um, and helps to connect to support more aggressively and intentionally. So uh, yeah, we're really proud of Ellie. And most recently, he joined joined our board of directors. And I'm super excited for what he's going to bring.
1: Well, that's very cool. Yeah. (laughs) Now, I mentioned at the outset that out of all of those small businesses created each year 35% of them survive five years Yeah. you guys are changing that I'm sure but I don't want to focus on the negative aspect of those that are not making it I'm not sure if you guys have measured like are you changing those numbers a little bit and if you don't mind can you go into maybe a specific or maybe even two of organizations that have really flourished as a result of their participation in your program
0: our goal to help to create a culture and environment for entrepreneurs to succeed. And so we know of the 200,000 entrepreneurs in Canada that they're growing. And we can't take responsibility. There's no cause and and causation. I mean, maybe entrepreneurs are more likely to join Startup Canada. They're more likely to engage with the ecosystem, and therefore they're more likely to succeed because they're uh, interacting with community for their business. So we we won't take take responsibility for their success. It's all on them. But certainly what we do know at Startup Canada is that um, the failure rate is half the rate for Startup Canada's members. And our growth rate, we have 8% of our members are high growth entrepreneurs, as opposed to 4.7% in the general stats surveys of high growth entrepreneurs. So we know that our entrepreneurs are increasingly growing their companies and that they have more sticking power. And is it because they're more connected with their startup community, meaning that they're more embedded in their community, working with accelerators and incubators, part of um, the events that connect community to ecosystem and to the rest of the world? Perhaps. We have a lot of entrepreneurs that we've worked with with Startup Canada. I can point to Andrea Palmer. Andrea is the founder of a really cool startup that was originally based in Vancouver called Awake Labs. Awake Labs is a digital hardware that anyone can wear.
1: Yeah, the wrist things, yes.
0: It's intended for people who have autism on the diverse spectrum of the autism stream or spectrum. She's an amazing entrepreneur. She was very young when we met her. And so she started by applying for the Startup Canada Awards, and she was a nominee. She didn't get an award, but she was a nominee. But she knew of Startup Canada from Startup Vancouver. So then when she went to study in Toronto, she quickly joined Startup Toronto, knowing her tribe was Startup Toronto, because she was part of Startup Vancouver. So she automatically had that identity and that group and friendship group that she could begin to work with. She joined up with the Next 36, having heard it from our e-newsletter, which is a cool accelerator program. For young entrepreneurs and quickly hooked up with the Ryerson DMZ through their program. So she has been really successful. We ended up sending her to Tel Aviv to represent Canada as a woman in tech um, at a global competition in Tel Aviv in partnership with our friends at UPS to get her there and the Israeli embassy. And she did a great job representing us as a result, got one of her first customers. So uh, that's a really great example of why we need to work together with the startup community so that entrepreneurs, no matter where they are in Canada, can feel at home in any city or province and find their tribe and find their people right away and to connect to global opportunities.
1: You're just in behind the scenes of so many success stories. I have to tell you from the other side of that story, when I found out about these little wristbands that are really, as I like to call them, an early warning signal Mm -hmm. of elevated emotion. And of course, it's great for that population that they have targeted this towards. But this is also great for just about anybody. And the application is fantastic. You know, before we hit that send button on that scathing email back to somebody, or before we pick up the phone and, and tell somebody off about what, you know, for missing a meeting or something like that, just to notice the elevated heart rate The vital signs that come through that little wristband that they're making. Mm -hmm. And if I understand this right, she was a student when she first got this going. Is that right? Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: So I do a lot of coaching with people. Oftentimes that relates back to emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is awareness of what's happening inside. So that it doesn't gain momentum and take people by surprise. And then of course they're into that emotional hijack and then they can't think clearly. So I went out and bought one of those things immediately. And Victoria, thank you, because you just made a product available that helps my clients out as well. Well, you know, thank thank Andrea. <laughs> I will. Isn't that funny, hey? The small world that it is. I've got to imagine that when you see something launched that you've been a part of and you've enabled, and by the way, cutting those failure rates in half, bravo for that. But when you see success, when you see somebody's idea come to life, the creation becomes real, and it starts to happen and benefit other people. How's that make you feel?
0: Oh, it feels so good. Um, there's an entrepreneur in Saskatoon. I've been thinking about that over the weekend. i have watching her on Facebook a little. And we started with her five years ago. Her name's De- Devin Fiddler. She's the founder of a really cool fashion brand called She Native out of Saskatoon. Just to see how she's inspires so many Indigenous women entrepreneurs to start new things in the ecosystem that her one company is building around her and within the community. It's just so exciting. So it's, it's wonderful to see, as well as the pivots and iterations and how some of the companies of the entrepreneurs that we're working with, how they, they change so dr- drastically in their approach, but their intention and vision remains the same. So it's one of those key lessons around Keep it the grand vision and the impact you want to have in mind and only focus on that. How you get there, be very flexible and um, iterative and make sure that you are very open-minded with what products or services that you're going to provide the market to get there.
1: Now, I'm thinking that you really have leadership in your blood. Probably you're thinking down the road with a vision just about every day about what's to come, what could be. What's in the future for Startup Canada?
0: Startup Canada, I wanted to be um, a household name so that when kids are at the breakfast table, uh, they're asking their parents, hey, I have this idea. The parents say, well, check out Startup Canada. They can help you to get off the ground. I really want us to be like the United Way of Canada's entrepreneurship community. So that we can really help every Canadian to be entrepreneurial or intrapreneurial within their organizations and really create a nation of entrepreneurs.
1: That's incredible. We have a lot of listeners in the U.S. Are there organizations there that would be your equivalent or that you're affiliated with?
0: Uh, We're affiliated with a lot of organizations in the U.S. like Techstars, Startup Weekend and Founder Institute. Through the Small Business Administration, which is part of the government, There are entrepreneurship programs like ours. Within Canada, there is no program within the government of Canada that serves entrepreneurs like this, so we operate as a nonprofit, independent of government. Uh, But if you were in the U.S., you would look at the Small Business Administration.
1: Right. Well, that's good to know. I have two questions for you, and this is related to leadership in general. What challenges do you see, the biggest challenges that you see, facing many of today's leaders?
0: One of the biggest challenges I see, because I do work with every entrepreneur, not just the tech sector, I really see some severe challenges with digital adoption um, and leveraging um, digital opportunities to improve productivity and access to markets. I feel as though when an entrepreneur is starting a company, whether it's a yoga studio um, or an Etsy company, They are very passionate about what they do. They're very passionate about their product or service, but lack the experience and support to actually get it to market and to get it online. We can start global companies from day one, and yet less than 50% of Canadian companies actually have a digital footprint or digital presence. They don't even have a website. And this is greater in rural and remote communities and northern communities and creates immense opportunities to tap into new markets. So I see that one of the biggest challenges of mainstream Canada businesses is just getting their businesses online and really adopting digital platforms and productivity tools to to get more productive. You know, even things like Google Suite are awesome for collaborative sharing and developing documents and these types of things. There's also some real, in, in line, some real financial literacy skills as well. Um, Being a consumer and being a business owner are two different things, and how we file our taxes, uh, how we plan for business, and so it's really important as well to think about the financial literacy skills for entrepreneurs so that they can at least understand their numbers as they're working with a bookkeeper or an accountant, that they can make smart decisions that will grow their business for the future. Um, So some of these core competencies are not innate in every entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs are amazing, They're Visionaries, they're wonderful leaders, but they're not good at everything. So it's important at least for them to be aware of what they're not good at so that they can build the right themes and uh, have the basic literacy in these areas so that they can you know be competitive. Those are some of the the biggest challenges I see with mainstream Canadian businesses. In our high growth ecosystem, the biggest challenge is around skills, marketing and sales. So, really thinking critically about aggressive growth models and how we sell the world and build ourselves into global supply chains, et cetera. Uh, so, there's very few sales and marketing executives in Canada who have been there, done that, rinse and repeat onto the next company. And we need to build a critical mass of this talent in Canada so that our businesses that we're starting, our startups, actually can scale.
1: I have to throw a plug in here for Startup Canada podcast. Hosted by a friend of mine, and a great uh, entrepreneurial coach, Rivers Corbett. I think it's just under the name Startup Canada, if I remember right. The
0: Startup Canada podcast with Rivers Corbett.
1: Yeah, that's right. Every Tuesday. So uh, if anybody's listening and you want to get more information, you feel like you need to sharpen that saw on technology or finance, you got to tune into this because it's a brilliant resource and definitely worthwhile. I have one last question for you. Yes. Yeah. What does inspired leadership mean to you?
0: It's a great name for your podcast, Terry. That's a good question. For me, inspired leadership is leadership that comes from within and is intended towards a goal, a, a goal that's bigger than ourselves, one that lifts others. So yeah, that would be inspired leadership for me, something from within that lifts others
1: up. Can I say that I think that you exemplify that?
0: Oh, that's so nice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, thank you so much for being part of this. I'm going to have all of the contact information for as much as I can gather through everything that we've talked about today. I'll put that in the show notes. So if anybody wants to look up anything that we've discussed, they can definitely just scroll down, click, and away they go. Thank you again for being part of Inspiring Leaders. I've really enjoyed it, and I know that this is going to benefit a lot of people. Thank you, Victoria.
0: Thanks, Terry. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks again for being part of our quest to make inspired leadership ubiquitous. Wherever you are, we hope that we've helped to inspire you and that you'll pay it forward by inspiring others. And just a reminder to support us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud with your ratings and comments. That support is hugely appreciated. Until next time,